Hi guys, it's Trevor Tolliver here and you're listening to the Blue Day Podcast. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Yes, folks, this is the Blue Day podcast, and for Chelsea fans everywhere, every day is a blue day. And ladies and gentlemen, we are still feeling in a bit of a blue mood. We're going to talk about this and so much more. I am your host, Keith Lawrence. Joining me today is somebody who's probably feeling blue for all the same reasons as I, and a whole lot more. It is Milan Laukovic. Milan, welcome back to the to, to the show Last week, we previewed it. Tonight, we're going to review it. You will probably have a different version of opinions to I, because you, you've been a, a professional footballer, and me, just a mere supporter that gets the ump every 90 minutes. But we're going to go over it in detail. We're going to sort of share our thoughts on the final yesterday between Chelsea and Liverpool. In terms of, we'll talk about the game itself. We'll talk about the players. We'll talk about what happened extra time what should have happened at extra time, what Pot should have done. We'll talk about some of the backlash, as you can probably see, as you mentioned it to me before we started, about what, what's been on X and what's been on Instagram. But in terms of the game, when you saw the lineups, was you more confident when you saw the lineup of who was missing for Liverpool and who was starting for Chelsea? What was your initial thoughts before the game? Obviously, I wouldn't say too confident because we got smashed 4-1, but obviously they were missing players uh, yesterday, uh, which made a difference for them. Salah and uh, Nunes, uh, the young lad, uh, the Dutch boy got injured as well. He he came off a bit, bit early, obviously. Uh, Trent, uh, Trent was out. Um, so, yeah, I was thinking he's going to play the same team uh, as uh, against City because obviously got the result. Uh, and it worked against uh, a bigger, bigger team uh, than us at the moment. And um, I think we should have won in the all ninety. First twenty was uh, a little bit shaky, nerves. Obviously, final. Uh, many of the the players' first time cup final for the club, so it's understandable. But then we grew into it, and we had the opportunities to finish in ninety minutes. And I think Petrovic was probably man of the match. Uh, and if Gallagher scored one of the goals, then he would be man of the match with, with the goalkeeper. So um, that's the small margins for you. And in extra time, um, sadly, we didn't turn up and uh, Liverpool deservedly won at the end. In terms of the team, there wasn't much else Poch could have done. People might have said you would have started with Nkuku. Mm. Other, pl- other people would have said, well, what else? What else? Could you have done? You talk about the injury list. I will actually want to sort of balance the argument a little bit because people were saying, oh, Chelsea have had an injury list. Chelsea have had so many injuries. Rightfully so. And it was actually brought to my attention by a video that was sent over to me um, earlier this afternoon. Out of all the players that we're missing, only two, you could probably say, would be in the first that will team. Start, yeah. Silva yeah. and James. All the, yeah. uh, all the others, probably not. Liverpool, on the other hand, they were missing six, seven players 
that you would think, you know, you know what, they would probably be in the first team. And even the ones that came off injured or the ones that came off because of cramp or because of tiredness or, as you say, with fatigue, they were missing near enough double figures with players. But I would say the reaction, and let's be honest, it's never good to go on social media after your team loses because you will get some right stupid people making comments, whether it's, and again, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but that's why a lot of people with a little bit of sense waits till the next day when they've slept on it, maybe after a few beers, which is what I did. And then maybe reflect it afterwards and then think, you know what? Let's just evaluate it from another angle. From where I was standing, which was quite close to the pitch, um, out behind the goal, for those of you that may have seen the pictures on X or Instagram, you could see sort of a lot of the field of play. You could pretty much see what the goalkeepers can see. I just want to do one positive before I go on a little rant. I thought Petrovic was outstanding and he did not deserve to be on the losing side. I thought he was brilliant. The saves he pulled off was confident. The guy, bear in mind, he started the season on the bench. Just think of the points we could have saved or we could have gained if he was starting the season with us. I thought he was outstanding. And I will actually give a little bit of credit to the FM Addicted Recruitment Team for finding him. Because he could have gone elsewhere in the Premier League. There was a lot of Premier League clubs that are interested in him. But we obviously managed to pull off a right good coup and to get him on. So, fair play. I think Petrovic is number one. And there's no need now for us to find a goalkeeper for the next three, four years, at least. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He was fantastic. As I said, man of the match. With probably Gallagher, if Gallagher scored. And obviously, after Cole Palmer, he was pulling strings after. He was making us play. He set up a lot of chances. He had the chance to score as well. That was a big save for the Liverpool keeper. But, yeah, end of the day, it was about what we do in the extra time if we keep going. And uh, we didn't. I want to talk about the dreaded extra time. We'll talk about that in a minute, but what I did want to talk about, and I actually did want to get your thoughts on this as well. Be, being a, being a yeah. winger that has terrorised right-backs for many years now, what did you make of Gusto's <laughs> performance? Because at the start, he was very nervous, and his touch was yeah. terrible. Absolutely terrible. There was four times where the ball would be sprayed to him, and the ball would go under his feet, and he'd go out for a throw-in. There was about three or four times that, that happened during the game. But as the game grew, he became a very constant threat. And the guy is 20. He's got another 10 years potentially yeah, of being right at the top. Again, I'll give credit where it's due. What a find. Because he's potentially yeah, yeah, yeah. somebody that could be arguably the best right back in this league for years to come. Yeah, 100%, potentially. 100%, obviously. With the Rhys James injuries, um, we needed someone to cover up. But at the moment, uh, he's been fantastic. One of the best players probably in last last month or so. Do you know mm. what I mean? He has um, stepped but up. Yeah, you can understand. Yeah, but uh, the team yesterday, first 20 minutes, as I said, it was shaky. Probably the nerves because they played, as I said, the cup final. First time for the club, some of them. So, um, 
listen, he recovered really well and um, was getting it from strength to strength till end of the game. Um, and uh, disaster as well. He was he was a bit nervous at the start, but uh, yes, ended up playing yeah. quite well. Um, but he's been he's been also good the last three four games. So as you said, the first half we started my opinion, pretty terrible. There was a lot of nerves in the game, even from midfield. And we'll talk about players winning World Cups and ending up not doing the business for their club. But there was a lot of nerves. But as the game grew and there was a chance for us to attack, there was something about us. You can see small little elements. But when it mattered the most... When it came to chances, we had chances to score. And to be fair, Liverpool could have yeah, won it. Huge, big ones. Man. Big Liverpool ones. could have won it in the 90 minutes. You had the Sterling goal that was chalked off for offside. And a lot of people around me was getting sent messages saying, it's not offside, it's another Lukaku. We've been robbed, we've been screwed, blah, 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 blah. Me, personally, I can see why it was offside. When I saw yeah. the image, I can see why it was offside. It's harsh. And it's ever so slightly, but the feet where he scores the goals is not offside. His hand was offside. Yeah, but you know, if that, that happened to Liverpool, we would want the goal to be taken off. Do you know what I mean? So it's small. Mind. And that's what happened with Van Dyke's first one. And a lot of people have said that it was wrong. Yeah, for him man. That's, I can't mm. believe. Obviously, I want Chelsea to win, but I can't believe they disallow that goal. That's absolutely mm. shambles. That's what Vi's uh, interrupting now. But yeah. luckily... <laughs> luckily, well, luckily uh, for them, it didn't cost them. Because if the shoe was on the other foot and we'd win, you could imagine Klopp's response. But yeah. we did deserve a little bit of luck because over the last six finals that we've been in, including the one yesterday, we've not had a, we've not had a lot of luck. So you're thinking, okay, you're starting to yeah. get the ball rolling. And then we started to grow into the game. Gallagher started to do well. Jackson, who I've not been his biggest fan. When he's not trying to shoot for goal or where he's not in the box, when he's outside the box running with the ball, he's a threat. When yeah, you signed him to be a striker, he's not a threat. On the other side of things, he caused Liverpool problems yesterday. And I would... Partly say, without scoring, it was his best performance. Which doesn't Fair say enough. a lot. Which doesn't say a yeah. lot. And again, I'm trying to be positive after 24 hours of witnessing that carnage and shambles. But you'd have the issue of we've spent a billion quid. And this is what obviously Gary Neville and is now obviously getting excited over because of what he said after the game. Listen, at the end of the day, the team that played in that t- in that cup final yesterday did not cost a billion pounds. The squad cost a billion pounds. The team that was on the pitch yeah. did not cost a billion pounds. So you can cut that crap for a start. But what I will say... And the average, t- average age of Chelsea team at the end of the game was less than Liverpool's. Yes, but unfortunately, Sky and all the other companies in, in England, they don't see that because that don't suit their narrative. They don't, they don't suit their narrative, which is unfortunate. But again, sensible people have brought it up on X and sensible people have brought it up on other social media platforms. So, you know, we know the truth, right? So 
you get the chance to maybe go one nil up. Dizazi, the ball hits his knee and goes over the bar. Anywhere else, it goes in. Yeah. Anywhere else. And for a yard out, a yard out, doesn't go in. Gallagher hits the post from a flick. Nine times out of ten, it hits the post and trickles in. Nine times out of ten, it hits the post and maybe goes to the other post and trickles in. At that point, you're thinking, this ain't going to be our day. And then the moment where you had the four opportunities or the four quick opportunities and Kelleher, who rightfully so I thought played well as well. You, you, you have to give credit to both keepers yesterday. Yeah, kept a yeah. minute. Kept a minute. His reaction saves were brilliant. And after that interplay, you just know it's not going to be your day. And I and, and even I said it when I was standing by my seat. I thought, this, this ain't our day. Liverpool kept bringing in the kids on. And you're thinking, this is the best chance to beat a Liverpool side in a cup final. No one else is going to have this opportunity. We've got to take it. The ball then feeds to Gallagher. He takes a touch and misses it. This is the issue that I've got with this. I'm trying not to have a rant as too much. People have said to me, if it's anybody else, it goes in. I disagree. Because anybody else would also probably take a touch. And that touch would mean yeah, the goalie. I mean, the weight of the pass, the weight of the pass was he could have took it first time, but he, he, he would have to be a bloody good shot. The goalkeeper came out. The goalkeeper came out very quickly. The, uh, it's probably more of goalkeeper well done than a, than a miss yeah. from Gallagher. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because Gallagher is doing the right thing. It's just uh, then you can say maybe go around him. But as Gallagher put his head up, he was out already. So fair play to goalkeeper. But uh, that's the that's the chance that you're waiting for. And um, it's a shame could have been could have been a hero. But Enzo Enzo was in a great position to set Gallagher or. Palmer, he was trying some back. It was Palmer. It was part ball. Yeah, he, was not, he was not even set. Yeah, he was not even set to do that. Do you know what I mean? The ball was. Anyway. We're going to talk about that. Now, but... We're going to talk about that World Cup winner in a minute. But with Gallagher, I thought his decision making, me personally, needs to improve. He's not somebody that's going to get you 15, 20 goals a season. He proved that yesterday. And to be fair, he's proved that this season. But what he does give you is a lot of bottle and a lot of running about trying to cause a nuisance, which is what you need in a team. To be successful, you need that. You but need tell that. Me midfielder who gives you, tell, me, tell me midfielder who gives you 15, 20 goals this season. Well, in the modern game, you don't get that now. Maybe when you look at someone like Man City, you could take maybe Foden. But then a lot of the times Foden plays out wide. We haven't had, and I'm talking about Chelsea, I'm not talking about the modern day here. Chelsea have not had a goal scorer in centre mid since Lampard. Yeah, Fulton doesn't play in centre midfield, mate. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm saying, well, he started his career, but obviously, he's obviously drifted out. He's becoming a 10, he's becoming a winger, he's becoming an. A, but they uh, never had before. Lampard was unique. Well, Lampard, Lampard was unique. But this is what I'm saying. Chelsea, in terms of a, of, of a goal scoring midfielder, we haven't had that since he's left. And that has been part of the problem when you've been trying to bring in midfielders to come in. But the modern day centre midfielder now isn't doing that. They're not scoring 20 goals a season. They're not doing, 
you know, that you don't see Lampard, you don't see a Gerrard anymore in terms of centre mids that can come in. So I get I get what people are saying about Gallagher, but at the end of the day, you know, this is a guy that don't score many goals. He was given the right opportunity. People say, oh, Palmer would have scored or Sterling would have scored. Don't get, don't start saying, oh, Sterling would have scored because we know, we know he wouldn't. But this is the decision making. This is maybe a lack of composure as well. Because again, big stage, it's late in the game because this weren't even in extra time. This is late in the game. He obviously saw his name in lights and thought, take a touch and shoot. But it was, let's be honest, it was bloody good goalkeeping from Liverpool. You know, again, let's sort of balance it up a little bit. Enzo Fernandez. Yeah. Before I do my first rant, and I've, I've kept this, I've kept this bottled up. What's what? What's your thoughts on Enzo in general? But what was your thoughts on Enzo yesterday? No, he's a good player, obviously, but wasn't his best day, which is a shame because obviously it's a cup final. But um, yeah, I think we expect him to do more for the price tag. But I, I wouldn't really care about the price tag because if someone is willing to pay hundred million. Hmm. For you, then obviously that's not your problem. Even if you're forty million pound player or twenty million pound player, but someone comes and said eighty, of course the other team is going to take it. So let's just look at him as a football player. Yeah, he's really good football player, fantastic, and we need player like him. But I think um, Caicedo didn't help him yesterday. Caicedo on the ball. I told you, John Obimikel was miles ahead of this um, this player. In back of back back in the day, again he's not he's definitely not hundred million pound player, but we paid that much for him. So um, uh, everybody's obviously uh, got that in front of their eyes, and it's not fair on the player as well. Um, he's been sloppy. He was sloppy, man. He's good at winning the ball, but uh, on the ball, he I don't see it, man. He he doesn't he doesn't make it tick. Uh, from that position very, very well, like Jorginho did, or obviously, as I said, Mikel. Hmm. I'll touch on Enzo. I'll give I'll give my thoughts. I always want to give players the benefit of the doubt. When you've come into a new country, when you've come into the situation that he came in last January, whereby the club was in a mess from top to bottom. And technically, hmm. people will still say we still are. Enzo, I can imagine the next club he will play for will be a Real Madrid or a Barcelona. You can see that in his game. You can see that in the way he that you when you've seen him live, you can see when he's controlled the ball, when how he how he plays. He's that type of player. So you can see maybe his next club will be one of those two big ones. Yesterday, I'm not looking at his price tag. I'm looking at this is a guy that's won the World Cup. Obviously, not on his own. He was part of a team. But this is a guy that was part of the team that won the World Cup. He hasn't turned up much this season. He's done snippets. But when the when it really matters in terms of club football, you want him to turn up. I don't think he did. Now, that's not for him. That's not solely on him because I think Liverpool might have done a job on him in the midfield and, and everything. You know what he reminds me of? And this is this might sound harsh, but this is obviously comparing it from 
other players in his position. You know what player he reminds me of? Now we're going back a two decades. Cleberson. He wins the World Cup for his country. He wins the World Cup for his country. He gets a big money move to the Premier League because of how how he did at the World Cup. And he struggles. He's not the best. Te- he's not the best player in the team. He's certainly not the best player in the league, and then he dwindles away. I think Enzo could be that Cleberson. He could be this de- this decade's Cleberson. When it matters the most, he didn't turn up. I'm not talking about the price tag because that's not important. Well, hopefully not. That's not important. Price tag's not important. I'm talking about the player himself. I don't think he turned up yesterday. I think that there was a lot of times his decision-making was poor. And you're looking at your investment. Now, this is where I'll talk about the money. You're talking about where you've got your, where you're getting your money, where you're getting your money's worth out of this. Mm. Are we getting our money's worth with the players that we've signed at this moment in time? No. You can tell by the league position. You can tell by the players' performances. Is that a concern for us? Of course it is, because we're watching this Every single week, I think. But you also ne- have to look at the coach. It's, yeah, it's the coach is, getting the best yes. out of these players. Like we don't, we don't see him. when I'm watching the game. We don't seem to have like, all right, philosophy. Mm. Everybody has different philosophy or whatever. But are we playing out from the back? Are we going long? Are we playing through the lines? Mm. It seems like everybody is doing their own thing, and there is no like structure. I'm sure they train, train that and everything. Of course they do. But um, some games, like I don't know. Do you know what I mean? When you want players, uh, I to don't step think up. This, this team. I don't think the coach is getting best out. This is my opinion. The, the coach is getting the best out of this team. I think we should be doing more. We're going to touch on Poch as in in, in the main event program. But as I do agree with you. I think that the players do need to take a little bit of blame and responsibility, but also the manager. There was one particular movement when... And, I, and again, I think that this is probably one of the reasons why we lost the game. Mm. You've got Sterling that comes off. Did Sterling turn up? Not really. Palmer was getting shattered. Gallagher comes off. I said earlier about that, that little that little nudge, that little heartbeat of the team. As soon as he came off, we crumbled. As soon as Chilwell yeah, came Gallagher off, should have stayed on the as soon as Chilwell came off, we crumbled. I get why. I get why they came off because by come the extra time, they were gone. Their legs went. Now my yeah, issue. You don't want to lose any more no. with Chilwell coming back after Hammy. Now my issue with extra time. A lot of people around me, a lot of people I know that watched it, some ex-pros even said it on radio and TV today. Our extra time performance, like, let's not be around the bush, was shite. I get why they're saying that. I also get why certain people are saying yeah. that there was no other choice, why Chelsea had to play that way. I also get that point. We were shattered. You can see from the body language of the players, there was... They had no more in the tank. Caicedo was done. 
Some of the defenders were done. That's why that's why Trevor Chalaber came on. He had to freshen things up because we were lacking. Mudrick came on. Now, bearing in mind, folks, and the guy who I was with, Charlie Patrick, he's a friend of the show. And again, I want to give him a shout out because he was a pleasurable company. Bearing in mind, he swore more than I did, which I thought was which I thought was even funnier. He actually put it right. We haven't paid 88 million for Mudrick. 88 million is the total price depending on performances and depending on how the club does. At the moment, we've only paid around 30 to 40 million for him. The 88 is the final potential fee we could be paying. I think we paid more. I think we paid more. We probably have, but the figures. Okay, I understand your point. Yeah, the figures that I've seen. You know, whether or not it might be give or take five, six million. But yeah. the final fee is 88 million, right? He comes on. He hasn't played since the semi-final when he got taken off at half time Because even then, first half against Middlesbrough, he was shite. Yeah. He comes on. He's a better footballer than I am. Fine. He came on. He looked like a lost dog. He was man. He and looked he lost so on that pitch. And it's so unpredictable. It's actually mad. It's actually mad. And when You're I a winger. Him, when I see him in training, but I spoke. To, I spoke about him about 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 this. When I see him in training, he looks unbelievable, fantastic. I don't think he plays free in his head. There's so many. I don't know if they're giving him too much information, and he he doesn't seem to play free in his head. It's like he's thinking too much mm. and doesn't go on a uh like reaction or impact uh, or situation, thinks too much, and then nothing happens. Do you know what I mean? I just want to ask you a question because this, uh, this does relate to you, bearing in mind you're, you're played in the same position. When you was at that age, when you was a little bit inexperienced, a little bit of a case of, oh, this is whole, this is a whole new ball game for me. What was the advice given to you by the coaches? Was it as you say, gave you a lot of information tactically. Normally to position. wingers like that, normally to wingers like that, you say keep it simple uh, in your own half, two, three touches. If you have to obviously dribble out of the situation, do it, play fast. And then when you're in front of the box, use your use your talent, use your tricks, go at people, make things happen. One against one, one, two, have a shot off, maybe you have a corner or something. Like be direct. Uh, obviously, at the moment, if you're not playing, you don't really have confidence. So he's solo on confidence and comes on in the final in front of these so many people. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like he, and then he probably thinks too much, as I said. And millions watching on confidence TV. As for well. wingers, confidence for wingers is the most important thing. When someone is confident in you, he probably doesn't have that trust of the manager now. That that plays on his mind as well. So, but yeah, you need to be ready anytime. As I said, I see what he does. He works hard off the pitch, 100%, gives it all in training. But uh, you need to be ready when this chance comes, especially in a, in a final. Like, take the ball, go at people. In your own half, play simple. Keep the ball. Don't lose it in uh, stupid areas. Mm-hmm. And uh, then use your flair up front, obviously, in front of the box. But yeah, at the moment he's miles off it, isn't he? He's very, very, such a big shame because his pace is pace is such a pure talent if you have pace. 
But if you use it right, then obviously sky's the limit. Well, again, you mentioned it before, and we will touch on him because a lot of people have mentioned about the manager um, afterwards. He's not getting the best out of Mudrick, is he? He's not getting best out of many players, I believe. No, no. So, Mudrick comes on, Madueke comes on. Yeah, he was awful as well. He wasn't great. Whatever happened, and I know we're going a little bit off tandem, but um, this is really in relation to the game. Whatever happened to wingers like a Duff or a Giggs, just run down the f***ing channel with No, them. that doesn't exist anymore. doesn't exist anymore. No, but change it up gone. a bit. You're yeah, always gone, cutting gone, inside. Yeah. When Robin did it, it was effective because no one else did it. And Robin was bloody good at it because he would be left-footed but play on the right. So it would, or vice versa, he would be brilliant at it. Every winger now that I see or classes inside forwards, they always cut in. They're cutting in into the danger. If you're, But if you're not good enough to then do something with the ball, they then play it back. That is one of the horrible frustrating, I nearly swore then, I stopped. One of the most frustrating things that I've seen from a winger, bearing in mind the wingers that we've had in the past, even I know he didn't play well and some fans don't like him, but even a Sean Wright Phillips, he never did that. Never. But I'm sure there say, was times he did it. I'm sure there, there, there was uh, times he did it. But, but the uh, modern, as you say, the modern game, it allows wingers to cut inside and do I think Mudrick should watch Doku at the moment. I think Mudrick should uh, get videos of Doku for months and then watch Well, him. Doku, he's a bit of an exception. He's got he's got out and... Uh, he can do and, both. Yeah, but I'm sure Mudrick can as well. Mudrick can as well. He's just not doing it at the moment. I'm sure he can. I've seen him do it. I've seen him do it before. From somebody who has been on loan before from a big club and has had that tag from you, does Mudrick need to go out on loan away from England, away from the pressures of Chelsea, whether it be a Dortmund or in in Italy? I think he needs the right move where his skills can be um, obviously improved and used well in the right system mm. with the right manager. Because otherwise, you, there's no point. But yeah, I think next season he probably go on loan unless he comes back and he's on absolute fire. Someone like a I don't know a, a Leipzig, someone like that that will be playing. Well, even a Leverkusen, depending on how they get on and who who's their manager. But yeah, but they don't play with wingers, do they? No, but the new manager might. That's oh, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe. Know. So. We've touched on the players. We've touched on, obviously, with the chances they've had. And let's be honest, if our if our players took five shots at John Lennon, John Lennon would be alive today. Let's 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 be let's be let's be honest about it. Let's touch on the manager. I texted you last night. <laughs> I did text back, so I fell asleep. I texted you last night saying, "Did you hear what Potts said on the post match?" That because they were playing for penalties. They, they were playing for penalties. A strange lot of say, hmm? strange things to say. Well, what's your thoughts on it? Because I don't know. I don't think I would say that. Obviously, you, the emotions are high after the game, but it's a very strange thing to say. Especially the fans don't want to hear that because they were there for the taking, and it's like, what? Mm. 
okay, let's go penalties. Maybe we win, maybe we won't. Do you know what I mean? Like, we didn't go to win in the extra time. That This is how it sounds. Maybe he meant something different because English is not his first language. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, from, from that quote, it's, it's not nice to hear. I already know the answer to it because I know that's the answer. I think you if give. you're sorry, just to add, if you have ten men or nine men and you need to keep players behind the ball and then you're looking for penalties, yeah. it's understandable. Or you hang in there, you don't have any more subs, and two of your players are knackered or have some injury, then you obviously manage it. But we were better than them for last twenty minutes in the game. We, we were. had chances. We should have went for the kill. I don't know what happened, man. If a Carlo or a Jose or a Conte, an Antonio Conte, if they they would never have said anything like that, would they? I don't know, Either, <laughs> but probably not. Probably not. Only if the situation pushed you to do that. You know what I mean? But yesterday, I don't think that was that was on. Really should have gone now, for the kill. We should have, we should have won. The one thing that I will probably give Poch a little bit of leniency for. You look at the penalty shootout situation because he kept, I believe, from what I remember, he he kept Cole Palmer on, who's a bloody good penalty taker. I would say if it was penalties, I personally think we would have had the advantage because of two reasons. One, I think we had the better attackers on the pitch at the time. But also, I think Petrovic is a better penalty saver than their goalie. So I get that point. You I think don't. It's a of a coin, mate. Penalty is you... of a coin. Oh, God, no, but of course. But then when you look at psychologically in terms of what keeper's done what, and Petrovic has been a bloody good penalty saver. Yeah, yeah. But this guy's know... been on fire yesterday. No, he yeah. was. He was. No. But also, when you look at the outfield players that Liverpool had available. You would probably say Van Dyke would have taken one. Diaz would have taken one. The Andy Robertson, I think. I think Andy Robertson actually came off. He didn't was he? Off, yeah. he was he off. Was. The rest were B team and kids. So psychologically, you could probably say Chelsea would have had the advantage. So I get that point, but you don't say it post match. You don't say it when fans are pissed off and they're angry mm-hmm. and they're frustrated. You're just pouring gasoline onto a fire. And now there's a lot of people, you've probably seen it on X, that are saying Poch needs to go. Poch needs to go. Yeah, there's been right. madness online. I just want to put my thoughts across there. I'm not a Poch out guy, not yet, because at the end of the day, Todd and his band of Merry Misfits are not going to sack him. They're not going to sack him. They're not going to sack him now. They're not going to sack him tomorrow. They're not going to sack him next month. They're not going to do it for financial reasons because of FFP. So you can cut that crap. Possibly, start, yeah. Possibly, right? yeah. But uh, I think gonna... Simon, Jordan, Simon Jordan on uh, TalkSport said something a while ago that uh, the FFP has nothing to do if you sack the manager or not. So um, I don't that. know whether that still I don't know whether that still applies because of the amount of money that obviously with compensation, but also it's the backroom staff because it's to do with the expenditure of what a club has made, of what a club has done over the season. So whether or not Chelsea are concerned with that. Me personally, there's no point getting rid of the manager now because who who the fuck's going to come in now? No one 
of any equality is going to come in I now. I think there would be a big, Obviously, everybody would want to manage Chelsea, but from looking outside, I think it's uh, yeah, it's a very difficult job for anyone. Big, Huge. big, big job, obviously. Big opportunity, but big job, man. One thing I did want to touch on, as it's just crept on my mind now. Did you see the video footage of Poch blanking Todd when he walked up to get his medal? He didn't blank him, though. He, he didn't blank, him. but he didn't shake his hand. Yeah, but he missed him. He didn't even see him, mate. He didn't even see him. He didn't blank him. And you can see that um, the owner wants to go and reach out uh, to him because he was doing something with his jacket, but obviously he was past him already. He's not going like, to grab him, is he? Why would he blank? That you're, why well, would this he blank is the, the thing. This is, what I'm, trying. this is what I'm trying. Uh, of course he didn't blank the owner. Come on, man. No, I wouldn't say he's blanked the owner, but the fact it it was the body language of both men immediately afterwards. Todd's like... You can see, you can see he wants to reach out to him, Todd, straight away. He was doing something in his jacket. His hand was... Yeah, he, he was putting something back in the jacket. Yeah, that, all right, fair you know enough. I mean? But the body language of both, I thought, was quite interesting. But anyway, that, that may be me clutching at... The man just lost the final. He's not going to be there smiling and that, is he? Oh, I wouldn't expect him to. Yeah. I would not expect him to. The other thing I wanted to discuss, and we're pretty much done. As you said, Poggettino, he ain't going to go, okay? Yeah. Where, from a former footballer's perspective and from a Chelsea supporter's perspective, where the fuck do we go from here? We've got Leeds on Wednesday. Yeah, I think it's big because obviously Europe... I think the atmosphere is going to be quite bad on that one. I don't think there's going to be many players. I don't think there's going to be players that are going to be switched on for that one. It's a goal-scoring Leeds United team that love to score goals, and they've scored they've scored goals for fun. If they play their full-strength team, we're in trouble. If we lose on Wednesday, where does that leave us? Because I think it leaves us where if you don't, we get ain't Europe, getting top four. We we ain't getting top six. I think if we're not in conference or Europa, he's out. If we lose on, uh, if we out from FA Cup, oh. he's yeah. I think at the end of the season he would be out. If we don't get Europe, he's out. I I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, that's why yesterday for me, it was that's that's why I said on our preview show, it's mm. it was much bigger for Poch to win. The cup in Klopp. Much, much bigger for yeah. Pochettino. Now, whether or not he cocked it up with his tactics, whether or not the players were shattered and couldn't give any more, which is why they were defending very deep and they were waiting for penalties. Listen, we'll never know now. We, m- we might be able to see on the highlight show. We might be able to watch it back. Players ain't going to say the players ain't going to say anything to the public. The manager ain't going to say nothing to the public. Mm. We can only speculate. I hope our season doesn't end after Wednesday because if we, if we lose Wednesday, our season's done. I'm hopeful we can pick up on on Wednesday because also we've got a game against Brentford away, which is huge. I was thinking of going. I'm not sure if I will now. There's a couple of people that I was trying to buy tickets off of. I'm not sure now. I might even spend the day with the family. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But I do want to actually 
I want to pick the bone out of what you said to me yesterday. Thank you very much. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it on our show. Milan Lakovic, as I was in the, as I was in the pub waiting for my train because my train was an hour late because it got cancelled, so I had to wait an hour for uh, for another one. I was knocking back a few of the Budweisers. I texted you. We was having a bit of a laugh. I had said to you that I okay. I went to the last three finals, and what was it you said to me? Every time we go, we just lose, man. So you need to stop going. Because Keith, I've not potched out, mate. Yeah, I think uh, I think you should spend some time with the family still. Permanently, yeah. No, well, they until will we clear. Until they we will... win the trophy, I think next final that is, you just watch from home and just clap. Because it's not possible. How many of them finals you went to? Six we lost. How many you been to? Three. Yeah. So that 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 that's all with Liverpool. Yeah, I can't believe you went yesterday. To be honest. Well, I had to go. I'm a Chelsea fan. I had to go. It's a it's a cup final. Yeah, but I we had lost to go. Superstition. You know man. what? You know what? I partly knew my day weren't going to go right. And this is we are going to finish on a bit of a nice story. We're going to finish on a bit of a funny story. Before I got to the stadium, I went to the Green Man pub. There are a, lot of G- a lot of Chelsea fans that might be listening to this know where the Green Man pub is. If not, next time Chelsea are in a final, which I'm hoping may even be May. If not, it'll be another five, ten years until we get to a final. Anyway, the Green Man pub is a bit of a bloody walk because it's on a hill. I go there. I try to find a couple of people that... Um, that I, that I knew that would be there because they text me to say what time you get into the green man. I then get shouted, Blue Day podcast. Ray! I look over, there's a guy that says, I love your show. Brilliant. No it's fantastic. Yes, I'm going to actually tell, I'm going to actually, actually going to call out his name because he's a, he's a listener of the show. Where That's is good. he? Where is he? I will find him. Where is he? Where is he? I will find him. Nice guy. Lewis, <laughs> Lewis Clinton Wood. He's All right, nice. right. Shout out to Lewis, man. Shout out to Lewis. Thank you very much for uh, for be uh, for calling out the Blue Day podcast. I appreciate it, and it was lovely to speak to him. And we, it was it was a nice chat. The atmosphere in the pub was brilliant, and I loved it. It was a shame I didn't. There was a couple of people that turned up, uh, sort of after me, and I ended up missing them. But it was a shame. When I left the the pub, I was in a bit of a nice mood couple of drinks went back and I'm thinking yeah we're going to be all right here we're, we're, we're going to be absolutely fine you go out of the pub there was a couple of police police plods right by the horses there was a police woman in particular that caught my attention she was right by the horses a lovely little brunette number right so I go up to her not not stinking of booze or anything I'm not a lager lout go up to her nicely and I go oh how are you? Nice to see you. What what are you doing after the game? So I take out my Blue Day podcast business card. Mm. Try to give it to her. I'm thinking she might laugh, depending. We'll see. She goes, on your way. I went, ah. I said, not a football fan. I'll take it then. She went, no, I am not. I said, well, you, I said, you're having a good day then. I said, I suppose we're not in for that drink then. She went, on your way. Ah, so another one bites the dust, my lad. See, if I had you with me, she would have been putting me hands. 
<laughs> Luckily, she... mate, I hope your door is closed behind you. Your miss is not hearing anything. <laughs> Can't send that out there to the world, man. You need to edit this episode. No, 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 don't need to edit it. No, don't need to edit it. You never know. That, you never know. That, 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 that nice female police, that nice female police woman, she might be listening to the show. You never know. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. With the, with, the, you, with the card, with the Blue Day podcast card. I'm not Blue sure. Day podcast business card. And if you want a Blue Day podcast business card, you can find me at certain Chelsea games. You can f- and Because we, we, we will let you know on games that we will be attending. But also, folks, thank you very much for joining on our little rant review episode of the, of the Carabao Cup final. And as I put on Instagram with the Bob Marley little tribute, don't worry about a thing. Every little thing's going to be all right. Chelsea are going to be fine. We're still going to be there supporting the Blues, no matter what. Doesn't matter if we're not going to be in another cup final for the next three to five years, depending on what Todd wastes his money on. But we're still Chelsea, okay? We're still the pride of London. And it could be worse. We could be Tottenham. Exactly. There's always that positive. So... I would like to thank every single person for joining us on today's episode. You can find us on Facebook and be nearly one of those 14,000 subscribers to our Facebook page the Bl- at the Blue Day Podcast. You can be one of our thousand followers on Instagram at, at the Blue Day Podcast. And also you can find us on X at, at Blue Day Pod as well. We're hoping to have a very special guest come onto the show this week or even next week as well. Somebody who... Many Chelsea fans will know, and also he is part. He's an he's an actual sportsman, not just a footballer, but he's an actual sportsman as well. So nice. more on that later this week. We'll hopefully be announcing something later on in the week. But my thanks to Milan Lakovic again, Milan. Just for those that maybe not be aware, just tell them how they can find you on X and Instagram, just in case you want to put certain people in their place. They can find me under Lakovic Milan Ten. There you go. He 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 said it right. You can also find us as well, folks. You can also find me on LinkedIn as well. Just type in Keith Lawrence, and I'm not I'm not hard to find. So my thanks again to Milan. Thank you very much, folks, for joining us today. I've been Keith Lawrence. He's been Milan Laukovic. Stay safe, folks, and carefree.